Well, good morning, church, and happy Easter. We are so excited about this morning. Maybe a little bit nervous, but we're really excited for all the people that are joining us watching our very first live stream. We're going to kick it off with a really fun song. So if you would like to, go ahead and stand up, and we are going to worship this morning. I once was fatherless, a stranger with no hope. Your kindness wakened me, wakened me from my sleep. Your love, it beckons deep, a call to come and die. By grace now I will come, take this life, take your life. Sin has lost its power, and death has lost its
Well, good morning, church. He is risen. Okay, I, I might have caught you off guard there. You might not have quite been ready. Remember, when I say he's risen, this is the time to gather your kids around, and you get to say he is risen indeed. Let's try it again, church. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Okay, I think I might have actually heard a few people from, from my neighborhood. Well, good morning. I am so excited about today. Um, for one, it's Easter, but for two, this is a, just a new thing for us, and we are so excited to get to share in real time with you this um, this excitement over Easter. Um, so good morning, welcome. I hope you enjoy sitting at home. Um, I was kind of thinking watching and celebrating Easter from home puts us in pretty good company with the very first Easter. So think about that maybe today as you're celebrating today with your family. That would have been how they were celebrating that very first day, just rejoicing in the truth that he is alive. I hope that you're still planning to come at around 11.30, sometime between 11.30 and 12, and just even drive through the parking lot. We would love to see you and uh, wave hello and celebrate with you. So uh, we're going to go ahead and sing a couple more songs. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to
song um, that really sticks out to me is the fear that held us now gives way to him who is our peace. And I just think, like Mara said, what a perfect um, tie-in to how that first Easter really felt. Um, lots of fear. I, I read in this book, um, this is kind of like a fictional uh, idea of what the disciples were going on. I just want to read this to you because this really blessed me. Uh, we never have to fear death again. And if that's true, we never need to fear Caesar and his forces either. Their only real weapon is fear. And if we lose our fear, what power do they have left? Ha! 
death has lost its sting. That means we can stand tall and speak the truth, just like Jesus did. We never need to fear anyone again. This changes everything. It's not just that Jesus was resurrected. It feels like we have arisen, too. We were in a tomb of defeat and despair. But now, look at us. We're truly alive again. I love that. And um, it's the name of Jesus, isn't it? That's what we're singing to. Let's continue to worship this morning. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. Hidden glory in creation is now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name.
hearts. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we, who celebrate with joy on the day of the Lord's resurrection, may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, it is good to be with you this morning. Uh, I am so thankful for technology right now. As I'm sitting behind the cameras and watching all of you join in and interact, uh, it's almost like we're together. And I know it's not quite the same, but man, I've been uh, blessed to watch you interact. And so uh, would you hear this good news from Matthew chapter 28 this morning? After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the, the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Pastor Josh and, and Amy and, and Mara. It's good to, to see you all out there on Facebook Live. We're seeing you guys log in, and it's, it's really exciting. I don't, I, it's exciting just to be in the church and know that you guys are with us on a Sunday morning again. It was exciting just to be in here and sing. As a matter of fact, I sat in the same seat that I typically sit in. And it's been a little bit like church, and we can close our eyes and imagine that it's a, a normal church service, but, but it's not. It's, it's an Easter like no other. It's not the end of the world. It's, it's not the worst thing ever, uh, but, but it's definitely a different type of Easter. Um, I, I think about this Easter, and I think about what's going on around the world, and as we've not been able to have gathered church services, um, how many of these church services are going out on Facebook Live and in other avenues? And, and in a lot of ways, it reminds me of Acts when the church is forced by persecution to leave Jerusalem and how the gospel was spread. Right now, the gospel is being shared on this Easter Sunday morning, probably in more venues to more people than it has for years. And so there's a lot of positives in this. There's a lot of negatives in this. We, we desperately miss our church family. We, we want to see you. We want to be with you. And, and I hope you understand this. This is not our goal for church to, to be videoing and Facebook living and doing these things. We want to be with you because we believe there's power in together. So this is an Easter like no other. But, but the hope of Easter is the same. We, we have the same hope this year as we did last year. Easter allows us to have hope in every circumstance. 
Uh, Josh read from Matthew 28, 1 through 10, and there's a lot of fear in that passage. The, the guards pass out by, because of fear. The, the, the Marys leave with fear and joy. Two times they're told not to be afraid. And I looked up fear in the dictionary, and I looked up the, the antonym for fear, and the antonym is faith and hope. And so Jesus' resurrection invites us to live beyond fear with faith and hope. Now there's all types of fears. There's, there's phobias, and the root word that's used in, in the Greek text here is the root word for phobia. And, and so I have claustrophobia. Uh, I can remember being at Epcot Center and, and riding one of those rides where they close you in, and I was this close to freaking out and asking to be let out. So, so everybody has some sort of phobia. Maybe it's spiders or snakes or heights. And, and some of you may even have triskaidekaphobia. That's your new word for today. That's the fear of the number 13. There's phobias, there's reasonable fear. There, there's walking around the corner on a trail and there being a grizzly bear on the trail. That is a reasonable type of fear. That's fear God has installed in us, instilled in us, so that we react to circumstances. And so you, you go the other way when, when you see a grizzly bear on a trail. There's fear in relation to even this virus. And there's reasonable reactions. Not, not unreasonable fear in the face of this virus, but, but there's reasonable things that you do. And, and one of the reasonable things that we're doing in response to this virus is we're trying to flatten the curve and we're trying to do everything we can, not because we have irrational fear, but because we want to support our community and we're doing the things that we know to do to help in this circumstance. Most of the time, fear is related to the unknown. And most of the time for me, when I wake up in the middle of the night, it's not because there's really something going on, but I'm afraid there's something going on. And I respond with fear most often to the unknowns in my life. And the fear in Matthew 28 is related to the unknown. There's no soldiers knocking on their doors. There's no imminent arrest, but they are afraid because they don't know what will happen next. Now, when we get the context of this passage and the context of the crucifixion, we understand. They followed Jesus for three years. Many of them gave up everything. They had expectations that he was going to usher in a kingdom. And yet Jesus is brutally killed, killed on a cross. They spend Saturday hidden away. And it's interesting, these are Galileans. Galilee is 60 miles away from Jerusalem. So, so this means they didn't hide out in their own homes, but they're in strangers' homes, hiding out. A sleepless night, probably emotional wrecks. All of us have been through circumstances like this where you cry so much, you can't cry anymore. They were just broken, questioning. Jesus had taught them, he had given them a, a fresh look at God, and their uncertainty would, would lead to, could his promises be true since he was dead? This hope of resurrection, this hope of kingdom. He had given them a new way of looking at themselves. They were part of God's kingdom. Could, could they really be a part of the kingdom if Jesus was dead? Let's consider one of the ladies in this passage, Mary Magdalene. Luke tells us that seven demons were cast from her. And when the Bible uses the number seven, usually that means a whole lot. 
So, so Mary Magdalene had a whole lot of life problems. She was a mess. And Jesus had transformed her life into something beautiful and better, and she was part of the kingdom. I could just only imagine that Mary was probably questioning, could this last without Jesus? So it's before dawn. The, the ladies come to the tomb. It's still dark. There's an earthquake. There, there's an angel dressed in white. There's guards passed out dead. The stones rolled away. And they tell them, don't be afraid. As I thought about this sermon and thought about this passage, the, the, the first ideal was to give it a real long title. If you don't want me to be afraid, how about no earthquakes, no angels descending from heaven and not having me come to a graveyard in the middle of the night? That was the original title, but everybody told me that was too long. All these things that are going on, anybody in their right mind would have fear. Already emotional wrecks and into this chaotic scene. And the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come see the place where he was lying. And they leave with fear and joy. So see, the resurrection of Jesus confirms his words. Every promise that he's made, every parable that he taught, everything was true. Even resurrection. You know, I, I think of resurrection, and, and some of you have lost people that are dear to you, that you love. And, and Jesus' resurrection confirms his promises, and we can have hope even in the darkest circumstances. The night before Jesus was crucified, he said this, These things I've spoken to you so that in me you have, may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, you have troubles, but take courage. I have overcome the world. See, the resurrection confirms these words. They, they give them meat and bones and significance. When Jesus says he has overcome the world and we can overcome the world, when Jesus says this and he raises from the dead, it gives us hope. Easter allows us to have hope in every circumstance. We can have hope in the midst of COVID-19, not, not because of what our government's doing, not because of, uh, of all the things that are being done, but we can have hope because of what Jesus has done through the resurrection. We can have hope even in death. But, but there's more here. The, the angel didn't say, the spirit of Jesus is now in heaven. I'm convinced that as these ladies came to the tomb, they had no doubt that Jesus' spirit had returned to the Father. They didn't doubt a spiritual resurrection. That's not the significance of this event. That the power of this resurrection is that it's not simply a spiritual resurrection. It's an empty tomb. It's a physical resurrection. It's not just a spiritual victory. It's a physical victory. And so the Gospels are full of these significant additional details. They, 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 they bow before Jesus in Matthew 28 and they take hold of his feet. 
I don't see a ghost. It's the significance of Thomas saying, unless I can place my hand in his side, and Jesus saying, Thomas, go ahead. I am physically here. I have physically risen from the dead. It's the power of Jesus eating fish by a lake in John 21. It's the significance of Jesus taking the time to walk with two disciples on a road to Emmaus. See, this is not a by and by hope. This is a here and now hope. It's not because he lives, I will be resurrected when I die. That's part of it, and it's a great part of it. Don't mishear me to say that I'm not happy of the hope for heaven. But there's more. Because he lives, I can be resurrected now. In my physical body, I can experience the power and the significance of the resurrection no matter what's going on around me. I can have real life. I can have real purpose. I can really belong to community. I can experience the fruit of the Spirit that, the, that Paul writes about in Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's the significance of what Amy's saying. The resurrected king is resurrecting me, not just in the by and by, but in the here and now. It's the significance of Romans 8 and 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Life to your mortal bodies. In other words, Paul's distinguishing between the spiritual and the physical, and he's using this phrase, our, our mortal, our physical, our bodies that die, that the resurrection gives life to them. You know, life is full of uncertainty. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. And God does not promise to answer all of our questions. And everybody that's listening to this sermon, everybody, everybody that's breathing in this world right now has questions. God never has promised to answer all those questions. In fact, the significance of faith and hope and trust is we follow even when we don't have all the answers. And so right now, he's inviting us to simply trust. Easter allows us to have hope in every circumstance. Now we're going to gather together and we're going to have communion. A communion like none, no other. That, that you're going to be in your living room and Joseph's going to bring me my elements. Do you spray those with Lysol, Joseph? No, that's okay. <laughs> Hopefully you've got your bread and your juice or your pizza and your pop, whatever you're, you're using in your home. You know, the significance is not the elements. The significance is not even the place. The significance is the presence. And the significance is a people receiving this together. That in receiving these elements together, we are saying we are one in Christ Jesus. 
Luke 22, 19 through 20. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, the cup, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Let's pray together. Lord, as we receive these elements, even though we're not gathered in one room, we are together. We're not together just by our own will, but Lord, we are together because of what Jesus did on a cross and his resurrection from the dead. And so, Lord, we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate the resurrection, and we celebrate that we are one even when we're apart. The body of the Lord Jesus, eat and be grateful. Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for for your sacrifice, for everything that you have done for us. Lord, even for this ability to gather virtually, Lord, to celebrate together. God, as we uh, continue our celebrations today and into this week, Lord, play, like remind us of that hope, of that victory we have. Because you live, we can face everything that comes our way. Because you live, we have hope in the midst of fear. Because you are alive, we can have peace instead of giving in to panic. Lord, please wrap us in your hope, in your peace, in your love. Let us communicate that to those around us. Let us be able to share the hope that we have found in you with those around us. Lord, we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus, our risen Savior. Amen. Greatest day in history Death is beaten, you have rescued me Sing it out, Jesus is alive The empty cross, the empty grave Life eternal, you have won the day Shout it out, Jesus is alive He's alive
invite you to uh, receive the benediction and as you do that I would actually invite you to uh, hold out your hands as a as a symbol to receive this benediction now, as you go about the rest of your Easter day remember that we are resurrection people living in resurrection power when others dismiss our story as an idle tale remember that we are resurrection people living in the resurrection power when the world seems to be crumbling around you, remember that we are resurrection people living in resurrection power. When despair seems to squelch all hope, remember that we are resurrection people living in resurrection power. When it is hard to persevere against all odds, remember that we are resurrection people living in resurrection power. As we follow Christ into the world, May God help us remember that we are resurrection people living in resurrection power. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy Easter.